welcome everyone to episode number one of the Sex Tech for Men podcast. My name is Scott and I'll be your host. And today on our first podcast, I'll be speaking with Jens Peter Wilhelmsen, the CEO of Sweet Tech AS, which is the Norwegian company that designed and developed the Handy Masturbator for Men. The Handy is an automated stroking device that is fairly new in the market, but has been receiving some very good press. In our discussion, Jens talks about the origins of Handy and the research that has helped them achieve their early success in the market. We also discuss the different features of the Handy and its ability to function as a manual or interactive device. Jens also shares the goals that the Handy team hopes to achieve and, spoiler alert, it's all about sex tech for men. And that's what makes Handy the perfect product for our first podcast. So, without further ado, let's get to my interview with Jens from Sweet Tech. The first thing I wanted to say was congratulations, because it seems like you guys have been doing so well this year. So, congratulations to you on that. Thank you. You know, when you say that, I actually get chills. <laughs> because it's it's pretty intense and uh, a journey filled with the challenges and a lot of learning so uh, super excited that the market has received the handy the way uh, it has yeah i know it's been kind of a crazy year but from what i've seen so many positive reviews so i know you're doing quite well yeah and, and, you know we're extremely humble with with those reviews and we knew when when we tested the first prototype basically back in in, in the beginning of 2018 uh, we knew that there was something there but uh, when you're three uh, guys trying to get put together a product uh, we can also get blindsided right so it's it's important to for us to get that external feedback and a confirmation that what we have done is something right basically yeah i think i read somewhere where you weren't really looking to create this kind of toy so i'm curious to know what inspired the creation of the handy oh yeah I'll, I'll try not to babble, but uh, in long story short, I used to work as a management consultant uh, and then uh, corporate finance. But after uh, sitting there uh, working for other people, I uh, I figured that this is not the path that I wanted to take. So I ended up quitting my job, not knowing exactly what I was going to do. But I teamed up with a previous client of mine, actually, that had sold his company. And we, we sat down and, and looked at opportunities. And one of those opportunities that came along uh, pretty randomly, basically, through a friend of a friend, was uh, the introduction of, of Alexander, who's the third founder, basically, uh, or the, the, uh, the guy that came up with the whole idea. And we had a meeting, and, and the first reaction, of course, was, well, I don't know if it's, if, if it's the right path to go ahead and make a masturbation machine. But we ended up having you know, a meeting with him, and it's, it turned out that this guy had actually made a fully functional prototype in his living room with his 3D printer, made the mechanics, the software, and, and everything fully functional. So from being uh, in an office that we rented, looking for different opportunities and meeting Alexander, uh, and have that meeting with him and look at that product was just blew us away basically and uh, after that meeting with him we figured well alexander uh, we want to work with you and uh, if we have to make a masturbation machine to do so we <laughs> then let's make a masturbation machine <laughs> so that's that's pretty much uh, how it like long story short and then of course uh, this was after we've been had looked at, at the market 
of the ma- of masturbation machines and sex toys for for men in general. And uh, my experience, uh, both as a management uh, consultant, but also with corporate finance, working within you know towards startups, we we did a pretty thorough analysis on 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 the market, and the the conclusion was pretty straightforward that there was a huge lack of in- innovation in the market space between you know men and women and basically no new innovations had been introduced on the male side of of, of uh, these uh, products for a re- really long time and and that of course uh, we saw as an opportunity so that was uh, more or less the start of uh, of why we ended up working with creating a masturbation machine so you said you had the prototype back in 2018. Yeah. Do you know how long Alexander was working on it before that? Oh, yeah. He worked with this for quite some time. He started out with rebranding a product, basically rebranding a Chinese simple masturbation machine where he he basically drop-shipped products. So he marketed the products and the product was sent from China uh, then with uh, his name. Uh, this product I mean, he, he got so many, he got a huge um, positive feedback in the market space. It was called Sweet Lips. But the problem with this uh, Sweet Lips was that the quality was too poor. And he got so many complaints about the product. And he figured, well, I should just make my own masturbation machine. And this guy, this guy has a background from the military and work within uh, defense systems in, in one of the biggest equipment providers in Norway. So he's, he's a pretty smart guy. <laughs> when he realized that the quality of Sweet Lips that he had rebranded from China was basically too poor, he started to design his own products. And that was sort of the, the birth of, of, of Handy, uh, as it is today. I was going to say, back from that first prototype that you saw to the Handy as it stands now, is it quite different from that original prototype? Oh, yeah. I mean, the design is, is it's a huge difference on the design part of it. But the mechanics, you know, are more or less, uh, the mechanics is more or less the same on this device, of course, more robust. And we've worked an enormous amount of hours to perfectionize you know, all the components in in the mechanical structure, but many of the things are similar to the first version or the first prototype he, he presented to, to me and my, my previous client. But when, when he presented this to us uh, and when we had decided that this was something that we should proceed with, we used three months to make what we then called, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with that, uh, a minimal viable product. Because we needed to understand what was lacking in in the current market space. So taking taking sort of the first prototype that Alexander showed us, and then bringing it to the uh, minimal viable product three months later, that was maybe the biggest sort of a change in in design uh, that all that you can also see today in in uh, the version we are are marketing now. Uh, and I actually have, <laughs> I have, uh, I have the the minimal viable product prototype that we made uh, in the office and looking at it now. So uh, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you a photo later on, and you can see sort of, <laughs> you can see where we started. Yeah. 
and that's just basically a 3D printed box with a grip on the on the outer side. Uh, but it worked, and I had to I had to control it on the on the PCB outside the actual hardware. Because I was, of course, the testing pilot. <laughs> so uh, a lot of things have, have changed since that. But, you know, the overall functionality is, is pretty similar to, to the handy as it is today. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that because I think some people haven't seen your product yet. But the thing that really stands out is you have the actual sleeve outside the engine that drives the sleeve, where most products, it would be within the machine. Mm. So that's mm. quite unique to your product. So could you just kind of provide a brief description of the basic functions of the Handy? Yeah, absolutely. When after meeting with Alexander back in 2017, when we were working on the minimal viable product, there were three things you know that we saw as the most important factors for you know a complete masturbation machine, uh, and that we didn't really get from the available products in the market space at that time. You have uh, sort of the grip. It should be a one-size-fits-all device because among uh, the products that you have available back then and, and many many of the existing ones today, you don't really know if they will fit your size, basically. And there's so many parameters, right? The length and the thickness and the, you can just go on, right? But we understood that we needed a one-size-fits-all. So that was sort of number one. And uh, number two was the ability to have flexible strokes. Because, again, this com comes back to the size and the shape of your, your penis. And no person is, is the same and people like different things. So in addition to the fixed grip, you needed to have a variable stroke length. And, and lastly, but just as important, the power of the motor. Because one thing is that it works and you have the grip and you have the, the, the variable stroke length. But if it's not enough power to ensure that uh, you actually um, get to the ending, to put it that way, that's pretty disappointing. So those three elements are basically the basic functionalities of what we believe we have sold with the current version of the Handy. That you are, it's a one-size-fits-all device, it's flexible stroke lengths, and you have a powerful motor. So you won't sort of be angry because you can't get off. Well, of course, the other unique thing is it functions not only in manual mode, but you also have the interactive mode as well. Yeah. But we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> well, in manual mode, I guess you have just a simple keypad. Is that how users adjust the speed and the length of the stroke? Yeah, it's 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 basically pretty easy because when we we looked at this, I mean, th there's so many things you have to consider when making such a device because people like things differently, right? So everything from where you want to position the handy, like in front of you on the back side of the penis, or you know, and how you how you want to hold it, how you should you know use as little power as possible to ensure that handy is in the correct position so you can focus on you know what you focus on when you use handy and um that whole whole uh, process was pretty yeah, it took it took some time because uh, we were in, we then were in a dialogue with an industrial designer that's a yeah, super cool dude that i basically 
described as a super user of Handy. So he really enjoyed you know, testing the product, which was critical <laughs> for for the success of, of, of coming up with uh, uh, you know the, the design as it is today. But it, it should work so that you're both with either your left hand or right handed. You should be able to control the Handy with one hand. And uh, it's pretty easy. You can you can place it just above your your, your penis, and and uh, you control it with four easy access buttons, basically. So you the up and down is is basically the the length of the strokes, and the right and left is basically the speed up or speed down. Uh, and this was also, by the way, a huge discussion of, of what buttons should be <laughs> you know controlling the speed should that be up and down or should it be 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 right or left but we decided then that the length of the stroke should be up and uh, uh, and down and then vice versa for the right and uh, left buttons on the speed yeah that's a tough tough choice right i, I could see where yeah. some people would think the other way but yeah you got to go one way or the other right either way you're going to be right or wrong i suppose <laughs> exactly, but uh, hopefully in the future people can decide that themselves. So, how much variation is there in the speed and the stroke length? It's roughly twelve centimeters from the top to the bottom position of uh, of the machine. So this means that uh, you can uh, vary between different sizes. So you have a huge specter of of, of stroke length. And uh, the other beauty is, of course, the speed of, of the machine. So at its lowest sort of stroke length, you can have up to roughly 10 strokes a second, which is 600 strokes a minute. And I mean, if that doesn't work for you, I don't know what will. And, and, and also one of the feedbacks, feedback that we, we get from, from the customers are, or is that they also like that you're able to to have it or um, control it into a very slow motion, right? So that you don't have to uh, start off in an angry matter from the beginning, but you can really use the slow-mo, if you can call it that, uh, and warm yourself up. So uh, it's, a, it's a wide specter designed to so that you can create your own session, basically. Well, let's talk about the True Grip band and the True Grip sleeve. I've read where maybe there's some other options to use various other sleeves. So how does that actually fit? How does that work with the other strokers? If I start out just by, by telling you a bit about the trigger band and sleeve, uh, because that was also a huge uh, thing to, to accomplish, because uh, how do you make it one size fits all? And to do that, you need to have an adjustable grip. And then when you have the adjustable grip, you need something than a sleeve to, to fit in there. And you have to be sure that that sleeve stays there and uh, it's not you know detached while in use. So the Velcro band that we made enabled that to, to have that fitting individually. And um, uh, the sleeve that we had, we tested so many different types of sleeve and the sleeve needed to be you know elastic and it to feel soft and uh, lastly it had to be sort of fixed into uh, the true grip band so we did a lot of testing but with the current sleeve we actually have two tracks on the outer side to ensure that the sleeve is is uh, fit uh, or or connected to the handy all the time and and 
of course you might you, you can experience if, if it's too too loose that it will lose track but in most cases uh, it's fixed due to that tracking system on the sleep so that's just the background out, uh, of it but what we also wanted to to enable was that you could connect the, to a manual stroker because we do know that a lot of people around the world have different the manual strokers that they that they bought previously and uh, why not make it possible to make those manual strokers automatic so with this true grip band you can connect to a various different manual strokers that basically does it makes it uh, automatically or automatic so that's sort of one of the the key key uh, features with the product and and we're also working now i mean we're working both we have a new or we have a new band uh, now that we're uh, sending out with the new products from the latest production batch and we're also working on um, a band or a trigger band that we can use specifically for manual strokers one of my next questions about being able to use the different types of bands but i assume all of them are designed that they can be quickly changed or removed and cleaned. Yeah. yeah. And one of the, the issues with the original True Grip band was that the quality wasn't good enough when you cleaned it. So one of the feedback feedbacks that we've received is exactly that, that the quality of the band should be better so that people can actually wash it afterwards. And I, I believe that we've solved that issue now with with the new band that we're we're pushing out in the market, where it's easily uh, detached from the handy, and you can clean. It. Of course, don't don't put it in the washing machine, but you understand, like gently uh, clean it. And also with the True Grip sleeve, it's easy just to uh, detach it and and turn it around and wash it. Well, perhaps if there is a particular stroker that is quite popular. Maybe they'd even have their own band that would be tight fitting for their particular product. Yeah, and, and we've done your your home studies. I can I can hear, and then we're <laughs> we're we're actually working on various mounts uh, because uh, there's now no doubt that uh, some manual strokers are 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 more popular than others, and with the the mounting system of the handy, it's actually designed like so. Regardless of the handy version you have. In the future, it will also always be the mounting uh, piece that we have on, on this version of the handy. So we're now looking into various new mounts where you can actually you know, connect bigger manual strokers to the handy, uh, which will enable uh, a bigger variety of use. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's talk a little bit about the interactive mode. I know you have a separate website, actually, to help people with the setup and how to connect with the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Yeah, handyfeeling.com. I mean, I have to say that when we, when we started this whole, whole journey, we wanted to, to make this product digital or IoT-friendly, right? So one thing is that it should work in an analog way. You should uh, not have to connect it to wi-fi you can use it uh, in your living room or bedroom or, or whatever without connecting it you should however connect it to update the firmware so it's like a tes tesla right you get the car but you actually update the whole firmware 
along the way to to make it perform better. So it's a similar way with the handy on the technological side of it, meaning that in one year, for example, we, we, we will then have a new firmware that is improved from the one we have today. So all all products should that be uh, then be enabled to have that update. But people should also be able to use this device with the latest technology. And that's where it gets exciting. So the whole interactive mode and the whole thought behind handyfeeling.com is that people can connect the handy in a securely way and then enjoy adult content in either 2D, uh, 4K, 8K, VR, etc. And there the, the opportunities are endless. So what we are doing now is we're creating a platform to offer various services with third-party providers, uh, but also some content from our end. So I don't know if you, uh, you probably checked out the website now. And it, it's, yeah, so it's still in beta. It's actually being launched now or uh, in uh, within September. So a lot of things will, will happen on that site going forward. And the whole idea behind this is is to provide the opportunity for users to or customers to to enjoy the newest technology within interactive pleasure. So you have, I think you have around twenty or so videos on the handy feeling site now, and you're planning to add more there. Yes, we are. But however, we we do also do understand our limitations. We do understand that we need strong partners that work specific, specifically within their field. Like we just recently announced uh, a cooperation with uh, sexlikereal.com. They have an enormous library of VR content. And uh, now you can actually uh, log on to sexlikereal.com, just type in your the connection key of, of the handy, and watch whatever movie you prefer in full synchronization. And I have to say, uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be too enthusiastic about it, but that feeling is just amazing. That's, that's as close, as, <laughs> as close uh, to reality as it gets. So, so we're balancing between making cooperation or um, uh, going into cooperations with, with different providers of, for example, then uh, VR adult content but we also understand that we need to to offer a certain amount of of content to our providers that's number one free but secondly uh, you know to support the fundamental opportunities that handy has and you should be able to to buy handy not thinking of buying needing to buy anything else but of course if you're super uh, into to vr you can then get the subscriptions or, or access to, to more high-tech content. Do you have any plans to have that interactive feature through you, through an app in the future? Well, this, is, this is, is a discussion that we've had over and over again within our team. And, uh, and Alexander, is, uh, the engineer, is, is, is pretty uh, hard on that in terms of the easy functionality or the easy access by providing all of these services through your web browser because that basically means that no matter what kind of device you have if it's a tablet if it's a computer or if it's a android or an iphone you can easily easily access 
all the content and the feature features uh, without having to download an app. What we do see, however, is the actual process of connecting the Handy to Wi-Fi, because you know the the, the different steps you have there uh, might be complicated for for uh, the average Joe to put it that way, or myself included, because I, I you know. There's some steps there that you need to follow in order to, to make it uh, a success. So we are working on an, an app to make that process as easy as possible to avoid human error, basically, uh, in the process of connecting it to Wi-Fi. Okay. So right now you've got it syncing with content. Uh, with the handy yeah. being IoT-friendly, is there any possibility that you might be able to connect that with other toys in the future? That's a great question, and um, the short answer is yes. We are doing a significant investment in sort of the whole structure of this platform to enable that kind of solutions in the future. And we have tons of ideas on on making uh, you know uh, this device couple friendly, not only by being able to remote control it as you can do today but also uh, connected to other toys so that you a couple can enjoy a session together. Also standalone, right? There's, um, with, with the technology we now have, we can make other products smart, which basically enables the use of uh, those services uh, that we're planning to, to provide and that we are providing available for, for other products. So, yes, that's uh, definitely something that we, we are working on. And along those same lines, are you developing any other toys under your brand at this point, or perhaps a second version of the Handy? In, in terms of, uh, of a second version of the Handy, of course we have our you know, strategic plan and, and, and roadmap going forward, but that's not something that we are uh, working on on a full extent now. We have to be true to our, our strategy and, and building this this brand and this company uh, step by step, and even though that we we have uh, experienced a, a good amount of positive feedback and traction over the last year, we're we're still just skimming the the, the milk, basically. And the the majority of our customers are early adopters, so we are now focusing on 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 branding and 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 getting people to to know handy and also improving the the what we call consumable parts on the handy like the velcro band and different sleeves so for a second version of handy of course we have ideas uh, and we are working on it long term but not the short to medium term and then for other products it's it's basically the same same uh, same answer. Uh, I know that's boring, but a lot of ideas, and uh, it is on what we call um, roadmap or development roadmap. But short, medium term, uh, the majority of of news flow would be or will be on um, on the consumable parts of of the handy as it is today, and on the interactive parts. Well, it's certainly smart to concentrate on what you have now because it's been a smashing success. Uh, has it been what you've expected? Well, we, I don't think we didn't know what to expect, to be honest. What we knew was uh, back in 2000, beginning of 2018, when I tested the first prototype of the minimal viable product, for me, I knew that this is uh, something that people should 
have in their bedroom, uh, basically, uh, because it's uh, it, it blew me away. But to go from there and to actually sell products, that's a pretty long journey. So we've had our fair ups and downs along the way, and um, nothing has been easy. But when I'm reflecting of it now, I think that the last couple of months since uh, maybe yeah, since the beginning of 2020, uh, things have moved fairly rapidly. Um, to say that we expected it, no, I can't say that. We hoped for it, yes, but we didn't expect it. But we're still an early phase company. So uh, what to expect, what to hope for in the future, that's what I focus on now, basically. Well, I think that's about all the questions I had for you. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Oh, there's a lot of things I want to share. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of the things that I want to emphasize is that going into this project uh, with the Handy, one of the, the main things that struck me when I looked at the market was the complete lack of, you know, one thing is innovation, but also the acceptance for guys to have a sex toy. And I remember when we, we, we actually, yeah, that, this was in 2018 as well, and, and what we wrote down as our ideal goals were basically that we wanted to change men's relationship, you know, with their sexual life. And uh, men should be proud of having a handy or a sex toy in their bedroom. And our mission is basically to remove that whole taboo on this, you know, kind of toys. So if it's one thing I wanted to, to emphasize is that, that we are basically on a mission to try and change that taboo into something positive. Um, I'm proud to be a handy owner, owner and, and all guys should, should uh, be allowed in, 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 in a sense to have that uh, device in their, in their bedroom, if it's handy or whatever, without being, um, being judged by society or, or, or friends or, or whatever. So if we can get a bit closer to that and uh, make it as natural for men to have a sex toy in the bedroom as it is for women to have a, a vibrator, then I believe we've succeeded. We're not there yet, but uh, that's what we're working towards. Well, I think that's an excellent goal, and I think you're well on the way to accomplishing that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me and sharing all this information uh, and uh, wishing you much more success. Thank you very much. A pleasure talking to you as well. And thanks again to Jens for taking the time to share all those interesting details about the Handy with us. His team obviously had a great game plan and their success is well-deserved. It's a bit of odd timing that my interview with Jens happened the very same week that the popular Fleshlight launch device came back into stock. I wrote a post about this on sextechformen.com, and I know a lot of people were hoping that they would get another chance to buy the launch, but... With the Handy, it's clearly a much lighter device that is easier to handle. And with the ability to function in interactive mode, I can see why many users would now choose the Handy over the launch. Whatever the choice might be, the good news is that we have brands like Handy that are really focused on providing more quality sex tech products for men. Alright, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Sex Tech for Men podcast. I thank you for listening, and until next time, this is Scott with Sex Tech for Men, signing off.